Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. It's your girl, Millie Mills, with another great edition of Bring It in the House podcast show, where we spotlight musicians, entertainers, artists, and leaders. And we have, of course, she's a leader, entertainer. She's all of that in, in one. I could go on and on reading about and letting you guys know who she is, but I'm just going to say this right now for now. She is the, the CEO and co-founder of NAPFIM. And she is also the CEO and creator, <clears throat> excuse me, and creator of Women Who Jam. Let's give it up for legendary Miss Johnny Walker. Johnny, how are you? I'm wonderful. I, I, I am wonderful. I just I got in from Chicago, had a wonderful event there. And so wrap that up. I'm here to hang out with you. I'm, I'm doing great. And I thank you so much for stopping by. You could be anywhere else, but you decided to stop here with, you know, and hang out with us for a little while. Now, Johnny, you know, we always kick things off in the show talking about your native town. You originally from? Grenada, Mississippi. <laughs> Population 15. <laughs> All right. Not too far from Arkansas. You know, we're neighbors. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mississippi just border on um, uh, Arkansas, so yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A small town, a small town. Big things come from small yeah. towns. Yeah. Yes, and your alma mater is. Well, actually, uh, I went to high school, Grenada High School. I did not go to college. Uh, that's another story. We'll talk about it on the next video. Oh, that's fine. My alma mater is Grenada High School. Grenada High School. What's the mascot? Uh, the Tigers. Home of the Tigers. There you go. Woo-woo. Tigers in the house. Yeah. Now, currently, you're in New York, right? Currently, I am in Memphis, Tennessee. You're in Memphis, I, in M-Town. In M-Town. Yeah, I moved uh, a couple, several years ago. I moved from um, New York to Memphis. Uh, kind of did a little flip in my career there, real. Now, Johnny, you, to me, you are one of the legendary female trailblazers in the radio and records industry. And I mean that with everything in me. I have the utmost respect for you. And because, you know, when I was just trying to get my foothold in radio, you were already there. <laughs> so <laughs> in 1999, you joined Def Jam. Tell us about that story. Okay, we'll back that up about 10 years. In 1999, we were full steam ahead. We actually joined I mean, 89. 89. 89. Yeah, yeah. We actually joined FDM in 1989. Uh, well, real quickly, uh, how I got there, you know, back in the day, uh, it was music conferences. We didn't have Facebook and Twitter and all of this stuff. Exactly. All exactly. Of, all of time and all of that. If you wanted people to know who you were, you had to go to the conferences. You and had so, to go. You had to go. If you didn't go to the conference, nobody knew you. <laughs> that's right. And Johnny, so, uh, not to interrupt you, but that's where I remember seeing you, Melvin Jones, Melvin and Cook and yeah. Jones, shout out to him in Memphis, and Bev Johnson, all the greats. You guys were at a summit called, um, correct me, Nashville Jack the Rapper. Was it well, Jack? Jack the Rapper. That was yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So go on, Johnny. I'm not going to interrupt anymore. Okay, well, this particular conference, I have to add something to it to kind of make it make sense. I had left Grenada and was in Memphis, 
And, uh, you know, I was an announcer there, but I wanted to be the program director. And of course, they had told me women don't program. And so we kind of flipped that. I actually was program director at that station. I B101 now. Back then, it was Magic 101. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I was not playing rap. That was how I differentiated myself in the market because the big station was K97, and they were playing all the rap songs. So I knew I was not going to win, but trying to do the same thing that they were doing because we didn't have nowhere near the budget that they had. So not playing rap, I'm at the conference. Here comes this big, tall guy with Jonathan with this little short guy. <laughs> and they come at me about this LL Cool J record that I'm not playing. And I'm like, I'm trying to explain to them why I'm not playing. I mean, they gave me the whole black speech, black radio stations, black music, black artists, you black woman. I'm a black man. What my black business is. <laughs> and I'm like, no. The thing is, um, that Monday after the conference, they called me and offered me a job. I said, really? And uh, let me tell you, at that time, I'm a single parent, recently divorced. When they told me the salary, I didn't know anything about the recommendation. But I was like, I think I can do that. And that was in 1989. 1989. So you kind of went against the grain. And in this case, it worked. Oh, it worked. I, I think the fact that they threw promotions at me, that was just all the great things that I could have. And my focus was so on that radio station. My focus was, nah, if I do that, I'm going to lose this. I'm not, not, not. And so I think that Russell appreciated the fact that regardless of what I said, I, I stood my ground on, no, I'm just not going to do it. And he, that was the one thing he said, you know, that persistence. I want you to stand up, stand up in it. The same way you stood up for that station. Uh, I need you to believe in my artists and believe in the music. The same way you do that station. I'm like, okay, you gonna pay me how much? <laughs> okay, I figured it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. That's how I got it. Yes, yes, I love it. And, and so you can inspire a lot of other young women who are trying to get in. I know it's a different day. We got StreamYard. We got the podcast and all that now. But yeah. can you share with us uh, just a little bit? Because I know you have seen a lot of trends, you know, down through here with your expertise. How is radio different now versus back then, Johnny? Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, at least we had a little diversity. <laughs> <laughs> at least if I heard Shaka, I knew it was Shaka. You knew it was Shaka, yeah. I, I yeah. think that the biggest thing now is everything's the same thing. Kind of sounds think, the same. Um, Doja Cat and uh, give me somebody. <laughs> they all got the same drum machine. <laughs> yeah. I, and you know, it's just like a lot of the music sounds alike. I think the producers, uh, you know, you didn't have that differential like a, a Quincy or a Babyface or uh, any of the guys that were producing music back then. Um, they had their style, they had their own particular style, and you just had diversity. Everything sounds the same. It's like uh, everything is electronically driven, everything is electronically sampled. Everything is recycled. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't really know 
who and what you're listening to now. And so there's a difference for me. And then, of course, the people. The people. I mean, it's like almost like now it's just a guy on the radio punching whatever's on the computer. We, we actually had relationships. Those guys are actually our friends. You know, we are. You know, we argue because we're trying to get our record played. Yeah. But there was a genuine relationship that yes. even you know, if it was really difficult and your record really was not a great record, at least because it's got to talk to somebody about it. <laughs> you just them a little as actual exchange. Yes. And I think those things are, are, are different now, you know. Mm-hmm. Do do record? It's hard. I don't know if I could be a record record, rep right now. I don't think I (laughs) can. And I was about to ask you: Do record representatives do they still visit radio stations like they used to do back in the day? No. Well, I can't say because I don't know. But I can say this: I don't see them. Yeah. So I don't know if they visit like. I don't think the budget is like that now. I, again, like I said, I don't know. I'm not in it now like I was then. But I don't see them. And I know that uh, if I see them, I don't know who I'm looking at. <laughs> you knew who the record reps were. Yeah, you knew everybody. You could go to Chicago. You could go to Detroit. You could go to New York. Philadelphia. Dallas. I don't care. You knew who worked for Def Jam, and you knew who worked for Epic. You knew who worked for Atlantic. You knew who worked for Warner Brothers. It was like a cluster of people that were defined in the market that they were in. Those black divisions were very strong. Those black divisions delivered that black music and those black artists, and they were very strong and very identifiable. So. It might be somebody that works for Warner Brothers now. I don't know. They could be working for Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I don't. If I see them, I don't know who I'm seeing, and so that might be the difference, you know. And, you know, I'm not out like I'm looking to be, but I, I'm in spots, you know. Yeah. I'm here. I'm there. Yeah. I don't know. I think. I think too, because everything's so digital, we got electronic, you know, you can just shoot emails all day long. You can send samples, you can do whatever uh, electronically. And I think that may have cut down on. When I can send you, I can send you everything. I can send you the, I can send you the music. I can send you the video. I mean, everything is just a click. It's a so click away. It kind of diminished the whole relationship thing. It know? did. It, it sped up everything, but it but it hurt the relationships yeah. at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it made everything fast. But but Johnny, you are still hanging there, there, girl. I'm telling you, you're doing it. You're whipping it. Now you're the CEO of of NABFEM. Tell everybody what NABFEM uh, means. What the acronym is? Okay, NABFEM is the National Association of Black Female Executives in Music and Entertainment. It's a nonprofit networking empowerment resource base for women. Uh, in the business of music and entertainment. Obviously, we do have some artists that are involved in the organization, but most of the uh, ladies are behind the scenes. They're your publicists, they're lawyers, your marketing reps, they uh, may work in sales, may, uh, they may work uh, from a digital perspective, you know, social media, things of that nature, uh, bloggers. Uh, we just have a lot of people that do 
uh, different things these days. We work with a lot of finance people, um, you know, venue owners, venue managers, uh, caterers. It's very important. Caterers are very important. Uh, you know, exercise gurus, choreographers, a lot of people that you just may not see every day that they are involved in our organization. Right, I'm going to put that on the screen, NAPFIM, so everybody can see the uh, letters. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you went from your record rep, well, first of all, program director, and then record rep. And then I was looking at some of your history here. Some people, you guys may not know the history of this lady here. I mean, Trailblazer is, is just a half of it. In 05, now, Johnny, you were honored by Reverend Jesse Jackson and the Rainbow Push Coalition with the award. It's the highest given, you know, is that, yeah, the Woman of uh, Woman Consensus Conscience, Conscience yes, Award. Yes, there you Conscience. go. Yeah, yeah. Wow, what? and then in, in 06, <laughs> you received from Delta Sigma Theta, you, you got the Osceola Award, which is okay. the highest honor given to professionals in the arts. So you wanna elaborate a little bit on those two awards? Well, those two, uh, obviously the uh, Rainbow Push, um, uh, uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson, uh, to be selected and to be honored by him. Wow, I grew up, <laughs> me too. <laughs> Dr. King, Rav Abernathy, those are like the heroes when I was a kid. Yes, so, uh, for his organization to respect and recognize my work, I mean, that was just really overwhelming for me. It was really, really a powerful moment for me. And let me just tell you, I was honored. That same evening with Don Cornelius, I was like, okay, okay, I'm o it's over, done. <laughs> that was like, I really forgot the, the award that he got. I just know that I was honored that evening with Don Cornelius. I'm like, okay, who would ever watch Soul Train? <laughs> Soul Train. So that was and then um, you know I'm always out in the market. I'm, I speak at colleges and, and and things like that all the time. I'm always trying to uh, inspire, educate, and empower young people. So I run into a lot of young ladies that are members of various um, uh, uh, sororities. So um, a couple of young ladies, they were really really um, inspired by us. I introduced them to Ruby D. They just thought that was like, okay, because Ruby D is a girl. She has passed mm -hmm. in peace, but uh, she was a gentleman. And so it was kind of like, wow, you know Ruby D. And then, you know, I'm like, of course I know Ruby D. You know, I'm trying to put myself there. But, you know, it's like teaching, sharing information and things like that. They called me, said they wanted to bestow the Osceola Award uh, upon me, which is the highest honor that Delta Sigma Theta gives to a professional in the arts. So needless to say, again, I was up well to receive that award, to receive that honor. And you've received so many, you know, countless awards since then, <laughs> including the most recent one, you received the Michael, um, how is that, Bernardo Female yes. Executive Award? Oh, you gotta that, tell us about that. Yeah, that was uh, given by the uh, Living Legends Foundation. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, we don't look at ourselves. We look at the work that we do. It's what we do. You do what you do. I, I never looked at myself as a legend, uh, but uh, they chose to bestow the Michael Bernardo Female Executive Award upon me. 
at the Living Legend, um, it's like a dinner, like to do that they had. Uh, all of the industry people are there. I mean, that night, you know, Jimmy Rohn was there, uh, Sharon Hayward, uh, all of the people that you might look up to, I would say, in the record industry. Ray Harris, David Linton, all of the guys. Uh, so for this group of people to respect my work, this group of people to say we honor your career, again, I'm overwhelmed. Uh, so I, it, it, it was absolutely amazing. And like I said, you you walk your walk, you do what you do. You're not really like saying, okay, let's check this. I didn't. And so when they asked me for pictures so they could cre create this a video collage, it's like a lot of the pictures were like, wow, was that Because you forget. Yeah, you forget. Yeah. Doing what you do. Yes. And so that was a very powerful, empowering moment for me. Yes, and I found a clip too on YouTube. So let's take a look at it. Everybody missed. Johnny Walker is a trailblazer who rose to the top of the radio and music industry during a time when it was much harder for black women to do so, beginning her career as a country music radio personality before segueing into black radio as an announcer and program director. The Mississippi native never failed to make an impression. After joining the iconic hip-hop label Def Jam as their regional marketing rep in 1989, Walker was soon promoted to National Director of Promotion, then Senior National Director, and Senior Vice President of Promotions, a first for the legendary label. Walker's innovative marketing and promotional campaigns were instrumental in launching the careers of many artists, including Redman, Method Man, Montel Jordan, and Ashante. They also kept Def Jam at the top of the charts with numerous gold and platinum albums from the likes of Jay-Z, LL Cool J, DMX, Ja Rule, and Music Soul Child, powering Russell Simmons' many other ventures, including Def Comedy Jam, Fat Farm Clothing, and the big screen blockbusters The Nutty Professor, and The Nutty Professor 2, The Clumps, starring Eddie Murphy, and the buddy cop films Rush Hour and Rush Hour 2, starring Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker, he co-produced. Walker also won big. As head of black music for DreamWorks Records and music commissioner for the city of Memphis, Walker firmly established herself as an industry mover and shaker as she received many awards, including Rainbow Push Women of Conscious Award and Delta Thigma Seda's Osceola Award. Sharing her wealth of experience, she currently serves on the Music Industry Relations Collective Advisory Board for the Nashville-based National Museum of African American Music. NABFEM, the National Association of Black Female Executives in Music and Entertainment, which she founded in 1999 and officially launched in 2000 with a reach across the U.S., Canada, and the African continent, is arguably her greatest triumph. Chandra Rhimes, Suzanne DePass, Sylvia Rohn, Janetta B. Cole, and Nikki Giovanni are just a few of the powerhouse women achievers who have attended the NABFEM International Women's Leadership Summit. Walker has also showcased and amplified female artists through the long-running Women Who Jam. For empowering black women across the media landscape is why Johnny Walker is the Living Legends Foundation's Mike Bernardo's Female Executive Award honoree. Well, 
I can just uh, go home after that. That's everything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely amazing. Congratulations, Johnny. Thank you. Thank you know, you. I've I've watched it at least twice. Okay. <laughs> It was well put together. I love it. I love it. And so you also have an organization too, Johnny, called Miss Styles. Am I right? Uh, is it, uh, no. Is it not Miss Styles? What is the logo? Is it Miss? Let me go back to Maybe it. Maybe somebody listening. It could be somebody that I did some work for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, I right now, it's pretty much uh, Mad Fem, uh Women mm-hmm. Jam. Women Who Jam. Of course, uh, we serve on the board for the uh, National Museum of African American Music. And of course, we have an organization here in Memphis called Memphis Music Matters. We work with a lot of uh, local Memphis uh, musicians. Uh, listen, that keeps making me good. <laughs> yes, yeah, you got enough on your plate. You got yeah, enough on your plate. Okay, I saw on the, um, I guess I was looking at the the uh, logo there was says Miss Johnny Walker. I like that. You remember when you sent that picture? Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. Well, a, a little as quickly as I can here. That I came about. I went to Asia uh, several months ago and met with the Asian master. And then obviously didn't go there to meet with him. Just stumbled up on him, but he just really kind of like that video you just pulled. Just kind of pulled my entire history out of me. And then he said, "You know, you should be telling the story." And I said, "Well." Who cares? I came from Mississippi. Nobody cares. And he was like, yeah, there's a story there. He says, you're a black woman. You started in radio, like country radio station that went to an R&B station that ended up in hip hop. That now you're in city government. <laughs> so it just he encouraged me to share my story. And so he told me that I should be able to do a website, which I did. And so we just needed a logo for the website. I didn't want to put the NAFM logo there. Uh, but I wanted to think to him. He said, this is your story. This is about you. This is not about NAFM. This is about you. And so we just created that logo. And it's really funny. Now, the reason why it is like that with the big M S, because um, every time when I, if I tell you, you know, Google me or go to my Facebook page or something like that, if you say Johnny Walker, you can get the liquor. It, it yeah, just, you get the liquor. So mm-hmm. the S is very, very important. <laughs> yeah. Especially finding me on social media or anything like that. So we incorporated that to make the Miz very pronounced and put Johnny Walker under it. And so yes. that's how we created that logo. So I guess I was being a little creative that day uh, and made up my own logo. logo. And so there it is. Yeah, so that's Miss Johnny Walker logo. And it kind of leads you to our website, which is MissJohnnyWalker.com. And so mm-hmm. that is uh, where we post all of our speaking uh, engagement and, and different things that we do in the speaking world, so to speak. Now, I also saw you lived in L.A. at one time, Johnny. Yes, I was in a black music for DreamWorks Records. I lived out there for about five years. No, yeah, that's a yeah. different world. <laughs> that is a completely different world. I would say LA and New York are night and day. Yeah. Uh, So I've heard. Which one do you prefer between the two? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. See, I would say LA because it's laid back. It's laid back. Very easygoing. Mm -hmm. But I would say New York for the intensity. I do. I do want to be involved. I I want to be over here. I want to be over there. I want to know what you're doing. I want to know what he's doing. I want to. So I. It's kind of, that's the hard one. I, I enjoyed the, I would say, laid back peace 
of living in LA. But I love the intensity. In New York, you go meet at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Jay Z said the city never sleeps. It never sleeps. It never you got to slip you an Ambien. I remember he oh, said that in, in one of those, one of his hooks he oh, did yeah. with uh, Alicia Keys, New York. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's the city that dreams are made of, and it's true. Yes. Yes, Something's going on 24-7. 24-7. Yep. So, Johnny, I know you have a lot on your plate, but what what's next for you? Well, uh, my grandson graduating from college. Yeah, I saw that. I saw yeah, that. He, he's actually going to be an um, intern for the uh, National Black Caucus. Um, yes, I saw this, that. This, so we're looking forward to that. But what's next for me? COVID-19 really sucks us. It really put us in such a, I'm going to say devastating uh, uh, position in that a lot of the work that we were doing was halted. And so one of the things that was really big for us is our International Women's Leadership Summit. And we have not been able to do that. We tried to do it virtually and we actually did do it. I don't want to say try, we did it. But, but it's not the same. It's just not the same. So what's next for me is uh, we want to bring back, uh, should I say revitalize, the NAFM International Women's Leadership Summit. We're looking at doing it in Detroit. And so we're just putting a lot of the pieces together now for uh, the summit and bring that back. So that's a, that's a lot of work. We're looking at doing it in 2024. We thought we might be able to do it in 2023, but no, 2024. So you're going to get the Stiletto Awards, the Lady Awards, the Shoot Honors, amazing, driving, informative seminar, and our celebration of the celebrity moms. Well, we salute and honor the mothers of celebrities. Uh, those are just a couple of our signatures, but we're looking forward to the big three they have in Detroit next year. Yes, yes. And I also want to mention too, you know, I got a little history with you. You came <laughs> to our very first seminar here in the Austin area. We have our arts and um, you know, art of the arts, youth educational mm -hmm. seminars. And you, you know, when I called you, you were just you know, it wasn't any pushback. You were like, yeah, I'll come. I'll do it. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> when I asked yeah, you to be there. Like, yeah. When I said, Joni, you know, I was like, I didn't let you know, but I was a little nervous. I was like, she's not going to want to do this. I was like, will you come and be one of the key speakers? She was like, yeah. Just like that. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I mean, this lady is amazing. So, you know, there she is at the seminar. It was at Pflugerville uh, Library. And, of course, um, you know, there you go. We were together and we gave you this award. I know it's nothing compared to the big awards that you, you know, get, but it's just a, you know, appreciation in 2020. Right before COVID hit hard, um, right. we were we were able to get Miss Johnny Walker in here and grace us with her, her uh, all her um, knowledge. You know, she brings a wealth of knowledge to the industry. So we thank you again for coming by and as you did today, just like that. She makes it happen. <laughs> Let me tell you what I learned from Miss Sissy Houston. She's the mother of Whitney Houston. Yes. She sat me down one day and told me, people do not have to call your name. People do not have to remember you, know who you are. People do not have to care. So every award is important to me. Every recognition is important to me. He could be the size of his lipstick. It's important to me, okay? Because Miss Houston says, regardless nobody has to call your name they don't have to hear so if they call your name sure 
And if there's you know something what? you can do to make that you can do to add to it, do it. Do it. And so I, that's my little nugget from Miss Houston Houston. Because a lot of times, you know, back then when I used to hang out with her, I was oh, man, I'm not doing that, you know, because, you know, I thought I was somebody. <laughs> yeah, Miss you Miss Houston, like, stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Who is who, who is this group? And I would tell her, it's okay. It's okay. Go. Go. Then have to call your name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I try to, I you try know, to especially in honoring, honoring her and the legacy that, you know, she just built and her career and everything that she taught her daughter with me, that she became my friend. And I, I, she telling me to do something. Hey, man, I do it. <laughs> just do it. Do it. Do it. Well, you know what time is running out, Johnny, just so quick when you're having fun. Uh, is there anything else would you, you want to like give away, leave something for someone to, you know, any giveaways? You know, I wish that I had some giveaways. I tell you what, if you have some, maybe if you have two young ladies out there, they might want to be involved in our organization. And uh, we'd love to get into Austin. We're not in Austin. So we'd love to get yeah, into Austin. We got to be known in Austin. Yeah, so maybe there's some uh, sisters there that we can bestow a complimentary membership upon to get them involved in us, and so we can get there and expand, you know, our our base, our database, so to speak, in Austin. We'd love to do that. Uh, and I can talk about it later as to how you want to do that, but uh, that would be something that I would like to leave uh, because I've always said that, you know, obviously we have membership dues, but the, having the person, the people. Having hands-on for individuals that are interested in our mission to empower, to teach, share, knowledge, uh, that is way more important. So if we can bring some more people into the organization, that would be absolutely meaningful to me, and hopefully it would be meaningful to someone else. Yes, yes. Well, you heard it right there from Miss Johnny Walker. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you so much for tuning in. And hey, if you, in case you missed this episode, you can always go to our YouTube channel, Millhouse1748. Hit that uh, subscribe button and you can catch up on all the episodes. Johnny, thanks again. We love you and we'll see thank you, you soon. You. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye.